Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Yes, welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. Alhamdulillah, it is Monday the 1st of May 2017. And I hope that everybody, well, those fortunate enough to have been on holiday or rather at home that you have enjoyed an extended long weekend. Uh, for those who had to work today, uh, well, it's a normal five-day week. And as we said, for those who had the uh, fortunate of being on leave today uh, well a four day week uh, left for us inshallah just to remind our listeners that here on the burning issue this evening uh, you are reminded that you can participate in the program by sending us your question or comment and that would be via the SMS line 47913 alternatively via WhatsApp on 072 0712. Now this evening on the burning issue, inshallah, just to remind our listeners that we're quickly going towards the walk of Isha and our Isha package this evening will be at around uh, quarter past seven, that is 7.15 and then immediately we'll go into the program. Oh, just an SMS which came through which caught my eye, an SMS from 0744 says, Assalamu alaikum Ridwan, nice to hear your voice. Well, alhamdulillah, shukran, it's uh, nice to be back in the studio. Um, I was in a bit of leave over the weekend, alhamdulillah, so I'm hoping that those avid listeners to Voice of the Cape, as well as education in Daba last night, uh, enjoyed the program. Well, it's good for me to be back in the studio, alhamdulillah. Now, this evening on the burning issue, we're going to be looking at District 6 residents concerned with the quality of housing. Uh, district uh, residents concerned with the quality of housing. Now, in the past few weeks, uh, Voice of the Cape News has extensively covered the story of the District 6 residents who have come out voicing concerns about the quality of houses and also the financial process residents had to follow to secure their houses. Now, inshallah, this evening here on the burning issue, we continue our discussion and debate around that particular issue. Now, I have a whole host of guests, inshallah, so I do look forward to an interesting program. I see I've got Shanaz Arnold, who is the Secretary for the District 6 Community Forum in studio, as well as Isa Sali, who is the Chairperson for the District 6 Community Forum. Uh, then there's also uh, Fahima and uh, Teresa and Zivala, Fairuz Basadin, as well as Farida Musa. Now, Farida Musa is uh, responsible for social integration of the District 6 reference group, assisting the residents with concerns and communicating their concerns to the department. Well, inshallah, so we're looking forward to an interesting topic on the, of discussion this evening. And as I said, you, the listener, are most welcome to participate in the program. And that you can do by sending us your question or comment via the SMS line. That's 47. 913 or via WhatsApp on 072-238-0712 and also you can give us a call in studio on 021 442 
Assalamualaikum Walaikum salam. Shukran for having us. Uh, shukran to you. And uh, then also we are joined in studio by Shanaz Arnold. And she is a resident in phase two and the secretary of the District 6 Community Forum. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. And then we also have in studio with us another resident in phase two and that is Sister Isa Sali. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. Right now having gone from phase one to phase two before i introduce the other guests let's just very quickly see if aldi's got my clip ready and i'm going to say that in the past few weeks voice of the cape news have been extensively covering the story of the district six residents who have come out voicing concerns about the quality of houses and also the financial process residents had to follow to secure their houses Voice of the Cape journalist Rafika Williams visited the community and went around to different residents' houses and she filed this report. Residents of the District 6 community are raising concerns about the structural makeup of the homes given to them as restitution. The community is having issues with what is described as latent defects and poor workmanship where electricity and water connections are too close. Geezers are placed in bedroom cupboards, ceilings have caved in because of weather conditions, and more than anything, a dysfunctional ventilation system. VOC joined residents in the District 6 Phase 2 development to speak about some of their challenges. Shanaz Arnold, Secretary of the Community Forum, said there has been a multitude of problems and that the quick fixes they've received from the construction company was not a solution. Now, out of these weepholes, when we started off, 10 bags of rubble was taken out of that weepholes, right? And then the terracotta tiles are lifting, and there's a bad, now he's experiencing a bad odor coming from his uh, washing machine outlet in the kitchen. He actually gets flooded out, you know, and, and, and still he had a lot of problems with, uh, with, his, uh, with his place ever since he moved in. And the plaster on the windows, as you saw, and door frames is plus minus five millimeters in areas. And the ventilation, there is no vents That's that was supposed to be a dummy vent. You know, a, a, a building has to breathe. Even air vents, the house, none of the air conditioning. I mean, air vents, if you cook, it's got to be air yes. I mean, if it rains and doors are closed, but you, see, you know, it needs air has it to come. Needs to That's why the walls are damp and it smells, it's moldy like that. Another resident, Aisha Sali, said the homes were poorly constructed. Anybody that's, I think, on the corners of the flats, they were being flooded out in winter when we have rain, then the rain goes inside and they didn't know, the, the water seeps in, the rooms are damp, it's rotten there to pick up the carpets, etc. So they didn't know what it was until Auntie Fatima Nasim, her brother is a builder, so he came to actually investigate why is it happening and then he opened the cavity to see because he's knowledgeable so he opened the cavity he took out that 10 bags of sand it's actually sand and 
Hafsa Strachan, who has had these problems since she and her family moved in, says the damp caused by the poor ventilation has posed a major health risk for her young children. I have a three-year-old and she was every time in the hospital because of that. It's next to the toilet, affected the room, the one room where my, my girls is in and the other room where the geezer is in, where the boys is in. Affected both the rooms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And my other children, I've got the daughter that's, I mean, I can take it further. I've got a daughter that's got sickle cell anemia and she's under growth scare. Mm. And she, all the time she gets sick. Mm. If it affects her kidneys in the hospital, can she sue all these people for this? While visiting the home of Rueda Christians, she explained that she has had to pay exorbitant amounts for plumbing and construction fixtures after the leakages in a kitchen from her bathroom and outside became unbearable. And outside in the roof was leaking because when the when it's raining and the wind blows and the rain runs into the kitchen, makes into the kitchen there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so you have to seal that there and you have to break it. I must sew it upstairs. But you can also see here, this is where it connects. This is the, yes. the, the, the front part yeah. and the back part connects. Yeah. And the last time when you, we yeah. were here, so water was running, she had to have buckets and buckets from this section here because it was damp. And it was running down here. And they had to, I mean, this is an area where you cook, yeah. right? 
and that is where, where all these things and I've, I've actually got the same thing where, where, where these two sections with the back section and the, 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 the top section meets. According to Christian's daughter, the plumber who came in to fix the leakages said that the pipes that was used for the initial plumbing was completely wrong. He said to my mom that it was our problem because we moved the taps, but he actually, in fact, when we took the stuff out of the, um, when that man knocked the wall down upstairs, the pipes that was in there was the wrong pipes. He said to us, the, the man that was fixing, fixing the pipes, he said to us, tell the people that's coming to interview that it was their problem. On site, it was visible that the weephole slits at Strachen's home had to be opened for proper ventilation. One could clearly see that the construction had caused an enormous amount of damage to the building. Visible horizontal cracks were on almost all of the buildings. Some residents have had experience with sinkholes and even cracks in the ceilings have made residents fearful of their safety. Strachen says a simple check of adequate workmanship would have easily avoided all the problems she has had to endure. Um, like they were so sick and since I've been opening the holes they are okay mm. and it dried up inside but I mean I had to pay doctors and see maybe somebody did something to my children or something because they were very sick. Mm. If I had to tell Aziza's doctor about it then the government would have been in, in trouble. Doctor would have done something about it because she wanted to know why she so often in the hospital because of this. While the community awaits some response to have their challenges addressed, Sally says it is sad to see people receiving poor housing as restitution. On the outside you think, oh, lovely houses. Yeah. You think that, eh? But it's what they didn't do. They actually, they built maybe nice, but it's what they didn't do. They did not build this for us not to have problems. And you know what the difference is? This is restitution. It's restitution. This is not RDP houses. It's restitution. We must get back what we lost and the suffering we went through. But it seems like we are... And according to Arnold's, all they want is for those who are responsible to do the right thing. Uh, we needed to show people what is happening, the, the poor workmanship that was done in phase one, two, and now three. And if we can stop this from carrying on, then we've got, then we've done something. And if we can get Kalam and all the people who are responsible for the shoddy workmanship to come back and do what's right. That would be nice. For VOC News, I'm Rafika Williams. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the waves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM studio and 95.8 in the Boland. And if you have just joined us this evening, we continue our discussion then around the District 6 residents who expressed concern with the quality of housing. Now, I've already introduced three of my guests in studio. I've got another three. And the first one is uh, Antifahima Mouas Ni Jamal. So, Antifahima, assalamu alaikum. And then I also have joining us in the studio who is also one of the District 6 residents and I believe her late father was one of the first residents who got a key from the late Nelson Mandela. 
the late mother. Okay, shukran for that. And that is Teresa and Zabela. Teresa, very good evening to you. Good evening, everyone. And thanks for being with us. And then we also have in the studio with us one of another District 6 resident, and that is Fairuz Ahmed uh, Basadin. Uh, Fairuz, assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Okay, let me get the discussion started. I'm going to start with Farida Musa very quickly. As we see, a member of the social integration team of the District 6 reference group. Now, there's an SMS which came through from 0115. This is Assalamu alaikum Ridwan. Nice to have you back on air. There's much corruption and nepotism at the District 6 lands claim office and the process of allocating houses to those who were disposed under apartheid are deliberately delayed. Do you wish to comment on that? Uh, shukran for that. Um, I can comment on the um, phase two allocation. We know we had uh, a problem see that um, some people were allocated that um, should have uh, not been allocated at that point in time but we know also that phase two people were um, asked for uh, to contribute um, between 200 and 250,000 rand for the restitution which has since fallen away um, and based on that people were allocated in other words if you were on the list of 100 and you didn't have the money then you had to go back in the line um, we know and we have heeded and we've, we've um, um, not taken that process forward for the next allocation phase and that is why we have um, uh, redone the process completely to be fair and just to everyone. Um, we also having um, a service provider that will do the investigation of the special needs people to ensure that if you apply for special needs that you are indeed fitting the criteria. Thank you. Okay, shukran for that. Another SMS here which came through says, Assalamu alaikum, said from reconciliation and reconstruction in the previous era to another dire problem. Does upper class housing look like this? Nope, it's hum and the underprivileged and it's expected of them to just accept X, Y, Z. Well, once again, we should be to all our listeners for their participation to the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. Just a reminder to our listeners, you can also participate by sending us your question or comment via the SMS line. That's 47913. Alternatively, via WhatsApp 072-238-0712. And let's get into the discussion first. Let me start with Sister Shanaz Arnold. As we see, the resident in Phase 2 and the secretary of the District 6 Community Forum. Uh, so Sinas, when was this particular uh, forum established and for what purpose? The District 6 Community Forum was established through a need for people to come together and um, discuss the issues that's affecting them and there was nobody else representing them. And I think um, Asa would be far more apt to answer you with this regard. Okay, let's hear from Isa Sali, as we said, chairperson of the District 6 Community Forum. Yeah, you wanted to know why we uh, started Yes, why the was forum. there a need for the, the establishment? The need for the forum came about because um, the first 24 um, houses was mainly elderly people who needed the younger people to, to, to steer whatever they needed. Um, these various issues that the old people come to you for like their rates they were charged rates like the mrs bam she's 94 now the uh, roof caved in it's like nobody is like they put us there 
mm-hmm. and they forgot about us. Okay, and so that was then the establishment, or that created then the need for the establishment of a District 6 community forum. Now, this is another SMS which came through from 4523, says, Assalamu alaikum. It is so sad to hear all the problems of the workmanship. Yet when con- contractors apply for work, they have to have so many paperwork. It's unbelievable. You would think that they want good, experienced builders. Well, that's an interesting comment. Then a very big shukran once again to our listeners. Let me hear from one of our phase one residents, and that is Fahima Ni Jamal. Now, I believe that phase one was completed in 2004 already. And how did you find the housing? Well, in 2004, the houses was given to us. First, it was discussed with a plan. With a plan. Then they said, after the plan, they said, no, the plan is going to fall away. We had to build our own houses, and they're going to plot and plans and 40,000 towards that. Then, after they came back in 2004 and said, they're going to build the houses, and we're going to get the houses, which everything was done. They gave us a, a, a house for 60,000 rand, which an older person could not afford to buy. They put, on, uh, they put the pensions on to Standard Bank to raise bonds for them. Well, the fortunate ones, the family that could afford to pay for the, for the mother or the father to buy the house, paid up the houses, which I was one of the tenants that paid up my full amount to the attorneys, which the amount was laying there for about four to five years approximately. Every time when I phoned them, when it's transfer going through, they're waiting for um, council to give confirmation, the DA, the ANC, whichever way it was. Anyway, in the end of the day, things went through. I paid 500 rand a month for about three to four years to uh, Roshan at Umaklos, also District 6 Fund, one of the members. And if you add it up to the amount from 2004 to about 2009 approximately we paid rent there and then only after a couple of years transfer took place which I even had to pay the attorneys a four and a half thousand rand to get everything on our names so we add the full amount we're talking about hundred and odd thousand rand here it's no longer sixty thousand we're talking money here and still for the past 13 years that houses has been without a balcony all the uh, fittings are there with no balconies all the people cannot even open the top doors because they cannot use the, the, the French door upstairs to open their doors is danger so I have put to Kalam's constructions one day I said when are you guys putting this uh, balconies on said it was not his responsibility it's the district's fund's responsibilities so I didn't know where to go from there I think I have mentioned to Asa Sali about that don't know how far she took it I mean for the last 13 years I still have been no balconies on that houses. Okay. Marquette, just to note that I think uh, Sister Fahima mentioned uh, Kalam Constructions. I need to indicate that Voice of the Cape extended an invitation to Kalam Constructions, but they were not available for comment. We also extended an invitation to the Department of Rural Development and Land Reform. They advised that they were not ready to respond this evening. However, the Voice of the Cape will be following up with him in the next week or so and hope to conduct an interview with him at a later stage. Also, an interview was extended to the District 6 Beneficiary and Redevelopment Trust. However, they too were not available for comment. Before we hear from Teresa, okay, now I see Sister Issa, you want to comment? Okay. 
Um, based on what um, Sister Fayuma spoke about, um, the, you must remember the house, although they told them that the house was 60,000, she paid for four to five years 500 rand a month. Mm -hmm. Then she had to pay four and a half thousand for transfer. According to the Constitution and the Act for Restitution, we are not obliged to pay transfer fees. Mm -hmm. That is covered by the government. So I don't know why this person was charged or told to pay all this money. Mm -hmm. And that was because, you see, most of the 24, the first phase, they were old people. Mm -hmm. They didn't, all they were worried, not worried about, but happy about, is coming back to District 6. Okay, and obviously then having a roof over the hill and coming back it's to District It's not a roof, they came from probably from an area where they actually was located to mm -hmm. after they were removed. But it's actually the happiness of, of coming back, back to District 6. Okay, well. That is what it's about. Mm -hmm. I've got an SMS here and a question that says, when will Phase 3 be available? Because I see they are busy now for the last three years. Uh, let's get Farida Mosa to give us a comment on that one. Yeah, shukran. Um, they've started not three years ago. They started in December 2015 and had 14 months to complete. We know there are delays because there were underground um, cabling and um, additional uh, uh, water channels found and they had to uh, do additional work there. Um, however, they are c uh, catching up. There's new management on site mm -hmm. um, and they're catching up and um, they are being pay uh, charged penalties for, for every day's delay. So it's in the interest, in the interest of the, the contractor to catch up as far as they can. They're working um, um, right around the clock. They're working um, public holidays, weekends, etc. So hopefully um, our next report will look better. Thanks. Okay. Uh, then another SMS from 5355 says, the houses that the then government stole from our people, how did those houses look compared to these houses our people are getting now. It is a huge difference. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program here this evening. Let's hear from uh, Teresa and Zabela, as we said, one of the uh, phase one residents. And these houses were handed over in 2004. Good evening. Um, the only thing that I will say is that my parents were treated very unfairly, like the apartheid government let them go back to let them stay in Kukuletu and then they were forced again to stay in districts because they were forced to sell their house in Kukuletu mm -hmm. whereas in the beginning they were never told about the 60,000 that women were supposed to pay and mm -hmm. the, the the districts attorneys ne? the trust attorneys they took their 5,000 5, rands from them ne? And then they, they were supposed to, like, it's, it's a lot that they have paid. Mm -hmm. Selling their house, that is a four-bedroom house in Kukuletu. Mm -hmm. Coming here, there's no yard in these houses. The yards are very small. And they, the house in Kukuletu was huge. Mm -hmm. So for them, it was very unfair. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's also hear from, as we said, Fayrouz Ahmad Basadin, who is also one of the Phase 1 homeowners. Um, Assalamu alaikum once assalam. again to the listeners. Yes, I just want to touch on what Teresa said. You know, I think nothing could 
um, compensate what our people went through when the trauma and everything that went through to, to come back to a home that was shoddy, um, plumbing problems, electricity problems, etc., etc. The other um, burning issue for me was to have been paying 60,000 Rand, like in my case, um, I stood surety for my mom because obviously she was 85 at that time. I couldn't, she couldn't afford mm -hmm. it. I went to lend money so that I could pay the 60,000 Rand so we could move in. But we have heard afterwards from the minister that restitution is actually free. And that, I think that was painful for me. To me, it was a pleasure to hand over my 60,000 and a cents for a house in, in the CBD. But to hear afterwards from the minister that restitution was not to be paid for, that was unfair. And I think it's criminal. And I think we need answers from the attorneys, from the beneficiary trust. And I think it's grossly unfair that they haven't um, that you can't get hold of any of them. Mm -hmm. Well, Shukran, for that, well, interestingly, I have a letter in my hand um, addressed to a Dr. Nagia. It says, repayment of claimant contributions for District 6 under phases 1 and 2 of the development. Now, it clearly indicates here that uh, on the 7th of March 2014, confirming the following, that a basic restitution house is free with no contribution. Uh, expected from the claimants. In addition, the minister undertook to write to the master of the Supreme Court and the minister of justice to ask them to assist in getting the claimants' contributions returned to them, which he did. Now, this is dated 2015 already. Uh, let me hear from Sister Asa quickly. You know, uh, what is the story then with this now? The story with this. This is dated 2014. They had the meeting, but it was still a fight after that. They they wouldn't budge when you contact the attorney where you actually paid the money to. You've got the receipt from that attorney, that law firm. You now think, okay, you're going to ask him, when is the money coming back? Then he tells you that he is waiting for an instruction from the trust. You're sitting with this letter, mm -hmm. and this letter tells you differently. It took them until 20... 15 February the first lot of people started getting paid out. I'm talking about only the phase two people mm -hmm. Only from phase two people who paid lump sum. Okay, right lump sum, but they They invested it. I've got proof that they invested it. Mm -hmm. I've got a document <coughs> that they invested that money but they paid back only that lump sum of the people who paid 200,000, 100,000, um, 250,000. They paid that back. Mm -hmm. The other part of the investment at Nedbank, they kept behind. The people who paid monthly towards their total contribution, they mm -hmm. said the, the total contribution is 200 or 250. So people who had a house with a garage paid two and a half thousand a month towards that two fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. Those people are ignored. They not even they can't even ask where that money is. They do. And I will let um Shanaz speak further on that because Shanaz is one of the people who paid on a monthly contribution and how much she has paid 
and hasn't come back. Okay, let's hear from Sister Shanaz Arnold. Before I do, Shanaz, you've got the question. Just from the SMS line, there's an SMS here from 4913. It says, Assalamu alaikum. What number are they busy with? I'm thinking that is, you know, probably the number uh, which you are ranked at. Then there's an SMS here from 4543. It says, Assalamu alaikum. Is there a number to contact? to inquire about District 6 land claims. So I'm not too sure if anybody has a number and whether you are able uh, to assist in this regard. Another SMS says, all claimants want to know is, how are they going to allocate people? Will it be how long we have been on the waiting list? Because we have been waiting for more than 25 years. Uh, let's get uh, Sister Farida Moussa to comment on that quickly and then we're going to go back uh, to Sister Shanaz. Uh, thank you, Shukran. Uh, the first question is, yes, there is a telephone number of the department. Um, it is 021-409-0300. And then um, on depending on what the, 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 pers the question is, they'll di redirect you to the, to the correct person. Mm -hmm. On the second issue, which is around how long should you be on the waiting list okay. before you get something right. or you get the to second hear. issue over the allocation right we had a real look at the allocation process because we know uh, we had challenges in the phase two um so we're saying that um the 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 primary criteria for allocation would be lodgement date in other words if you lodged um in 1955, 1995, um, as opposed to 1996, then obviously you'd be first in line. In addition to that, there is also um, a quota for special needs or indigent, as we call that, mm -hmm. uh, because we know there are some of our claimants in dire need of housing. And uh, ministers also ask us to consider the very elderly to give priority to them. So that is the process that's been followed. So um, in, in order to be fair to everyone, it is on a, a, a per lodgement that in other words, first come uh, uh, you first in the queue. Um, what we're trying to work out on the claimant list is to prioritize each and every validated verified claimant on the database from number one right to 1,000, whatever, uh, how many, they are currently on the on the list um, so that is the renewed process minister has also asked to have a look at the process before adopting the process so I think it's going to be um, very strict and fair and um, there's going to be an unbiased third party that's going to go through the checkpoints it's a, it's a, um, a stand under correction a nine or ten point checklist to um, ensure that you meet the criteria for allocation. Okay, on that note, we're going to go for a quick air break and when we come back, we will continue with the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Welcome back to the burning issue here on the Voice of the Cape. And if you have just joined us, well, I have an entire delegation of very strong females in my company this evening, alhamdulillah. And they represent, for example, Farida Musa, who is a member of the social integration team of the District 6 Reference Group. 
and then I also have members of the district East community forum as well as residents of phase one which was implemented in 2004 and then also phase two and this was handed over in 2013 but let's start go back to sister Shanaz Arnold very very quickly around the phase two issue around the monthly contributions um, well, my family claimed in 1994, and the, um, the house was signed over to me as a collected collective. Um, we moved quite around quite a bit, and it was nice to come back to District 6. And uh, what happened is is that um, I, start, I had to pay an electricity, um, <coughs> electricity uh, uh, connection fee, and I had to pay 2,500 Rand rental. And that went on for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And people used to tell me restitution is free, you know, but you know what, if you desperate for a house, then you, you pay your contribution. Mm -hmm. And that was the contribution to the big amount that, we, that will be deducted eventually. Um, we went to the bank as, as per instruction from the trust lawyers and um, tried to get our bond. Uh, look, I moved in with a pre-approved bond, mm -hmm. but then as time went by, my pre-approved bond fell through and I didn't know what was going on. And I kept going back to the, to the bank and this kept on for quite a while. And then, of course, I was uh, then told that the reason that uh, I cannot get the bond, uh, get a bond, is because the trust has the option to buy the the house back if I default on my bond. Mm -hmm. And the banks was not too happy with that. And so, therefore, I went back to the trust lawyers and told them this. They told me, "No, look, why don't you just go back and go for plot and plan?" I did that. The, the banks were still not happy. Um, then they told me, um, look, go to another bank, try EPSA, try this one, try that one, in the names, contact persons of the banks which I should go to, to mm -hmm. try and get my, uh, get the bond. Because look, now I'm getting worried because um, I needed to have my bond. I wanted to start paying off because I was paying uh, um, a rental. Uh, yeah, contribution. A contribution. Okay. Contribution. So, um, what happened is um, ASA eventually, you know, got onto this whole thing of restitution and started doing the investigation. And she told me that you are you still paying? Are you still paying your contribution when you know that restitution is free? Um, so, so anyway, so. Um, Okay, while she's gathering her thoughts, <laughs> let me go to the SMS line very, very quickly. And the SMS line is an SMS from 4789. There's an SMS from 4789 saying, uh, Tell me why are developers building walls when the next day they break it down and use the same bricks to build it again? Another SMS, uh, when, when are building the shops validated in 1996? Still waiting? Uh, Khan. Um, District 6, Salam. Another SMS uh, says, Assalamu alaikum, how many houses are being built? Thanks. Okay, so let's see if Sister Shana has gathered her thoughts very quickly. Unless we wait to, for the ad break, let's put that together. Uh, let's hear from Sister Farida Mosa very quickly. You know, can you assist with, I think you wanted to add something around the contributions and those kind of things. Okay, firstly, let's, let's answer that uh, um, this question. Um, the phase three, the uh, quality of the of the building 
is being very closely monitored with uh, a QA test being done as they proceed with inspection being passed out on the workmanship. And if they find that it is substandard, then they will break down the, those walls. And that was found with uh, one of those, I think it was a boundary wall that mm -hmm. they broke down and rebuilt. Um, because the, the learnings that came out of the pilot phase two, the pilot is a learning uh, phase and they had to learn. Um, they, they took that learning forward and to ensure that the shoddy workmanship will never again be tolerated. And that is why they've broken down the, the retaining wall because it was found not to be of standard. Mm -hmm. Okay, now the SMS very quickly it says the shukran for the correction from my cousin and that relates to the earlier Janaza. Notice another SMS from 3226. Okay, I'm not going to read that one. It's just, you know, uh, one of these Marvin, then there's an audio message. I'm not too sure. I'm going to have to check with our technician how these audio messages work uh, and then see how we can assist, inshallah. Another SMS here from 7183 says, um, Assalamu alaikum. Question to the reference group. How will the phase three houses be located? By this time, a person should know already. The special needs will get a house, but at the end of the day, the children get the house. I think that is not fair. On that, let's go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we'll continue the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. Live from Cape Town, this is The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Welcome back to the burning issue here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Borland. And if you have just joined us, as I said, I do have a host of intelligent ladies in my company this evening, Alhamdulillah. So I do feel very privileged and it certainly is an empowering uh, evening for me as well. I can say that. Well, a topic of discussion or the burning issue, District 6 residents concerned with the quality of housing. But not only that, it was the issue around the refund of contributions. Now, I think there was a, an, an SMS which says, uh, que question to the reference group, how will the phase three houses be located or allocated? By this time, a person should know already. The special needs will get a house, but at the end of the day, the children gets the house. I think that is not fair. Let's hear from Sister Isa Sali, the chairperson of the District 6 Community Forum. The allocation of the houses in phase one and two I just want to make it very clear that the reference group had nothing to do with that. It was the trust. So based on that allocations, it was purely the trust. Okay. And yes, I agree with you that people were allocated houses, old people, indigent people cried about it, whatever the case may be, and then their grandchildren moves in. Mm -hmm. That. I will give you strings of emails that I've written from the minister to the minister right down to all the offices. And I think Ms. Farida Mwesa can validate what I'm saying here. Mr. Warsnip, the then chief director of the, of the lands office, went on national television to actually say that the claimants who was allocated the houses, they can do what they want with it. And we were pained to see that 
people were urging to come back, yearning to come back, and then people were allocated houses and renting it out for seven and eight thousand rand. Mm-hmm. Can I just say to the listeners that I have in front of me a couple of pictures, you know, with regards to latent defects and poor workmanship um, of these, you know, houses. Uh, can I ask maybe if, uh, you know, Sister Fairuz Ahmed Basadin, do you maybe want to have a comment on the phase houses that you're staying in? <coughs> Um, like I mentioned earlier, yes, we did have defects. Mm-hmm. Um, we had cracks in our walls. We had people complaining of electrical problems, plumbing problems. They had to fork out money themselves. Coesa built um, the first mm-hmm. phase, the pilot project, which was the pilot project 24. And then afterwards, um, Coesa was non-existent. Mm-hmm. Then we had nobody that we could go to. I remember um, when the trust handed over the houses, they said they'll keep an eye, especially because it was for the 24 oldest people. Mm-hmm. Um, I never saw any of them coming, knocking. Mrs. Bam next door is today, 94 years old. She had her roof collapse. None of them came near to come and find out, to check or whatever. Um, so yes, we also had problems, but whatever um, problems there were, people forked out. And but what did you like to see being done? Um, with the houses currently? That is correct. Yes, if somebody can come, like if Kalam Constructions or whoever is building and they want to come and help because they're still... I mean, I personally have major cracks in my house. To, um, and, and okay, I wasn't faced with electrical and plumbing problems, but there's major cracks in... We have a crack running in our road from the one corner to the other. Um, and yes, if there's somebody that can come and, and fix it, obviously we'll be very happy... Mm-hmm that that um, could be done. Let's hear from Sister Shanaz, Arnold, I know that you were gathering your thoughts earlier. I'm sure you've caught them by now. Uh, let's share them with our listeners. Do you want me to do latent or monies? Okay, let's go back and uh, recap. I went through all the to, to all the banks and um, after a year and paying just over 33,000 in, in contributions, nothing happened. I decided to uh, email the trust lawyers and tell them, look, you know what, I'm going to stop paying. And the only note that I got back, duly noted from the trust lawyers. Mm-hmm. That's all that I got from them. And then, of course, um, what I want to say is Allah knows best. Can you just imagine if I did uh, get a bond, what would have happened to us as a family? Uh, two years after receiving my home, I was retrenched. These people were unscrupulous. They knew restitution was free. And, and this fact was known to the redevelopment trust who duped us into believing we have to pay for our restituted homes. Um, until people like Asa, Mona and Marhum and Wabwata, may Allah grant him my blessing, started the restitution group to District 6 and they they told us and helped us to get along, to get us on our feet and not to pay and started the fight mm-hmm. to get our monies back. Some people sold their homes. Some people sold their homes to, um, and they sold it at a time when, when the market value wasn't good. And now they are they are sitting in a, a two, three room bedroom house and their children needs a place to go mm-hmm. to. So can you imagine what could have happened to my family if 
after two, uh, two years, I was retrenched and I would have had a bond to repay. Mm -hmm. Can I hear from uh, Sister, I uh, see Sister Fairuz, you want to make a quick comment there as well? No, I just want to make a comment. We have two returnees in the first phase, both 94. Both of them at the time lent money, was um, given money by the Liga from their sons-in-law to pay for the houses. They do not have the money to pay their sons-in-law back. Um, Mrs. Bam, who is my next-door neighbor, like I said, she's 94. She was, she's so much, she's waiting for her money to come back so she can say to her son-in-law, there's your 60,000 rand. She will be at rest and then she can decide to make out her will for once and for all and say, right, this is the child that it goes to a grandchild or whatever. So this is what we want to then see to be done. We want the monies paid to restitution. We want those monies paid Absolutely. back to those people who, who it is rightfully due. Just again to say, I'm going to give uh, Sister Farida Mosa an opportunity quickly. And I see everybody wants to have a say. I go with this one. But the, the District 6 Beneficiary and Redeployment Trust, the name came up again. Now I want to say that Voice of the Cape in fact extended an invitation to the District 6 Beneficiary and the redeployment trust but they were not available for comment oh, thank you can i just take a step back and just put this whole thing into context so that people understand what has been happening here um when the minister of the current minister of Rural development um came on board um he obviously had a, to to look at the process and he wasn't happy that it was taking so long he then asked to um speak to the claimers direct and the um we had a meeting at the at the convention center and he asked the community to elect um a group that will represent them right this group was elected and it's called the reference group um shortly thereafter minister asked that we go and do our research and study the process and come up with a position the um reference group then came up with a position and one of the fundamental things out of that position paper to minister was that the restitution process and the business plan must be divorced from one another because restitution at that point in time with the trust was bound to a business plan and that is why they asked people to pay the money towards this business development mm -hmm. now our first recommendation to minister was restitution is not a business, business development. development and therefore we recommended to minister that restitution be free and on that basis minister declared that restitution is free by that time however phase one had already paid the monies <coughs> to the trust and phase two had already paid the monies to the trust well then that raises a, a fundamental question in terms of retrospective payment then would minister be open then retrospectively because it's almost like in law if something happens when I sign when I sign a declaration and you've paid me let's say for the last two years but I signed today that begs the question can I claim retrospective okay yes I'll answer that um, the trust was then um, instructed to refund the money okay right um, however the uh, uh, the trust and uh, legal entity being a legal entity uh, falls under the jurisdiction of the Minister of Justice and not the Minister of Rural Development, Rural development. Um, therefore Minister um, like Asa Sali uh, said before there's a, there's a letter to, to show that that Minister has asked his counterpart um, Minister of Justice 
to take the matter up with the beneficiary trust to mm -hmm. do the refund. They did refund the phase two people the capital amounts, but not the investment portion. Mm, In I other think words, that was what yeah, okay. if I and recall correctly. Also, only some of the phase two people were paid back, and the people like um, like Shinaz who paid monthly were not paid back, and also the phase one people were not paid back anything and the reason for that the trust cited that the reason why they didn't pay any of the phase one people back was because the government still owed the trust monies outstanding on phase one the response from the commissioner was to the uh, to the trust was to say fine we we we, we accept that um if you can give us your financial um closeout report to prove what it is that we owe you, then we will gladly pay you back. We are still waiting on their financial closeout reports. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Well, I I know that uh, uh, the, I'm just trying to get to the to the name quickly. I think it's first uh, the Fahima Mus Nimajal. I think she wants to say something very very quickly. Yeah. If you look at Phase One's houses for the last 13 years, all the other houses got a balcony, and look at that front of the houses on the main road it looks odd you know what i'm saying to you mm -hmm. and not only odd the danger of it without without the balcony you know what i'm saying to you it's very dangerous okay. because if you open that french door you can't leave it open somebody can fall through an old person can fall through a child can fall through it so i mean it's a very needy concern of mine to ask the trust to get that balconies on uh, as soon as possible. Okay, here's another question very quickly and I'm hoping that Farida Mosa is able to assist. The SMS comes from 4523. It says, we hear so much of this trust. Are they still in existence? That's the one question. The second one says, if you have been allocated but could not accept the house as the claimant will not be able to climb stairs, would you be then prioritized for the next phase? Um, that is something that we haven't considered. Um, we're hoping that uh, whoever has been allocated will be able to uh, accept um, the, the, the unit. Um, we did, however, say that the elderly will be considered for the f um, bottom um, floors. But there's also, there's uh, not just uh, uh, the, the apartments, there's also the row houses. So we're hoping that the elderly will also be considered for the um, the houses where they won't be able to, won't have to climb stairs. That was a, a, a huge concern for us, um, also as a learning that came out of the pilot phase. We um, cautioned that we do not want a repeat of the pa of uh, phase two with the three-story uh, stairwells because there's all kinds of problems that is emanating now out of that. And um, a pilot is a learning phase and we had to take the learning uh, forward. Unfortunately, um, the phase three was already in the planning and the budget was already there um, and they went uh, ahead with the uh, three-story again. Um, I just want to mention something um, that will follow uh, on from that is that we have now very firmly said to the department in fact we've made a new proposal to minister uh, the reference group met with minister twice um, last year where we put a new proposal down on the table to fast track the entire reconstruction of, of district six in, in a simultaneous manner 
And we said we do not want our old people to ever be subjected to climbing stairs. So we've got a new plan. Um, I cannot share that on the air right now because we have to take it to our Clement community first. And for the first time, I think in, since our inception, we have some very good news and we're ready to meet with our claimants and we hope it's going to be soon. We're just waiting for confirmation of our venue, which will happen, which we should get this week coming, inshallah. Um, we ask everybody to pray and to make dua that we are successful in getting this venue Amen. Amen. so that we can get to our claimants. Um, some very exciting news, some very good news, and for the first time there seem to be um, commitment, real commitment. We have also, um, uh, when we met with Minister twice last year, when he accepted our proposal uh, for this new type of development, um, he's, he's, he then um, instructed his special team, uh, task team, to um, to get a, a service provider to do the costing and the feasibility because he needed to know how much it was going to cost for this budget. Um, we've since had um, a few workshops with the service provider for doing the, um, the the planning and the costing of this. So there's 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 some good things happening. Thanks. Okay, well we want to certainly look forward to those good things happening. I see that Sister Isa Sali wants to make a quick comment on that one. I've got a number of SMSs, but uh, go for it quickly. Now I want to comment on what you you and answer what you said about signing and signing. Retrospective. Mm -hmm. Yes. The reason why this stands is because I, my opinion is that personally the, the people who moved into District 6 and the claimant community was not educated enough mm -hmm. to understand about restitution. Mm -hmm. And that was abused. That was abused by the trust. The Constitution and Act 22 tells you restitution does not come with a price. Mm -hmm. well, if they followed that, then we should never have been sitting here. Mm -hmm. Well, shukran for that. That's the comment there by uh, Sister Issa Sali, as was the chairperson of the District 6 Community Forum. Now, there's a couple of SMSs, and I'm either going to ask Sister Issa or probably Farida Musa to respond to the following. It says uh, from 5278, Assalamu Are all existing residents legal with title deeds? I saw plenty of foreign people also living there. That's one question. The next one says, Assalamu alaikum. Now, when will the late claimants get reference numbers and houses? There are so many vacant houses. Shukran. Another one says, When will the houses be ready? See, everybody's looking, waiting for these houses. And then to my listeners, 0532, I'm going to ask that you resend the message. All I get here is it says, Station after four weeks and tell us about the progress. Let your actions speak. Wake up. Uh, Sister Farida, maybe you want to have a first go at, uh, uh, at some of those comments and maybe we'll ask Sister Issa as well. Okay, let's, let me see what, what were they. Uh, it says, do, do the existing residents have title deeds? Are they all legal? It seems like quite a number of them appear to be foreigners. I don't know, maybe I think it's a Nas. Oh no, you don't have to comment on that one. Um, you, don't, you don't have to comment, obviously. Um, just Okay. Okay. Thanks. Um, not all, all. Not everybody's got title deeds. Um, the title deeds has been delayed. There's a, a nine-step apparently a nine-step process that's, that's to be followed, um, and there has been many delays. One of the delays was that um, the city couldn't give clearance because there were 
uh, municipal bills outstanding and etc etc um, however the clay the residents have not ever received a bill from the city so how could they pay it mm. and then um, uh, the reference group took that um, in fact that is a standing agenda on uh, uh, item on our agenda mm -hmm. on the um, we meet with 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 government uh, regularly and with the um, what we call the IGTC, the Intergovernment Technical Steering Committee meeting that is represented by national government, province, city, the architects, um, reference group, everybody's there. Um, that is a burning issue on one of the, the, the um, items on the agenda. And um, where we are now at is that the bill from the city is now being apparently being um, been written off in order to get the clearance uh, document to um, to go to the deeds office. Okay, and what about the late claimants? Do they get a reference number? Okay, the Constitutional Court ruled that the new process for the uh, late claimants uh, be stopped until government has finalized all the old claims that um, was lodged um, at the end of 1998. Um, however, people who did lodge the new claims at Merbra office up to July 20, 2016, 2016 it was stopped. Um, their claims apparently is, is, is still um, existing, although it, there's, a, there's, a, um, there's a, a halt on it. Government not allowed to process that until the old claims have been finalised, um, and then the new lodgement will should reopen after the two-year period. There's a two-year holding period that has been placed on the new claimants. Um, they have not been verified or validated. The process has stopped, and although some of them do have claim numbers, those claims must still be investigated and it must still be uh, verified and validated. So at this point in time, um, I can't say much about the new claimants. Okay, on that note, we're going to go for another quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll continue with the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Welcome back to The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. And it certainly is a burning issue this evening. Uh, and I'm hoping that our listeners are making dua for me. Uh, I am sitting with these six wonderful, intelligent ladies. And I'm really trying to keep up with them. Uh, so do keep me in your duas. There's an SMS here from 6945. It says, where must the children live when the parents pass away? Is there an age restriction? When the house is allowed to a specific person, it's not fair to rent it out. I am missing out quite a lot of the slot, but from the little I gather, there seem to be more pros than cons. Hair raising indeed. I mean, yeah, Rob. Another SMS here from 5812 says, Assalamu alaikum. If you were allocated a flat and you are an indigent and not able to climb stairs, and refused the flat for that reason, but hence has asked, if I refuse, will I still be prioritized in the next phase? Before I refuse, I was told yes by Nombolisa. Yes, I will be prioritized. Why is the claimants not getting direct replies? 
Well, we don't have, as we said, we uh, um, invited the Department of Rural Development and Reformed. Uh, they advised that they were not ready to respond to us this evening. As we said, we also invited the District 6 Beneficiary and the Redevelopment Trust, but they were not available for comment. And we also invited Kalam Constructions, and they too were not available for comment. Um, now, we're getting very close towards the end of the program, but I want to say that, look, we've, we've got the idea that we're speaking about the restitution process, we're speaking about phase one and phase two of the houses, we're looking at the quality of the houses, and then there's also the issue around the refund of contributions. Now, let me start very quickly with Sister Fahima Musni Jamal and ask Sister uh, Fahima, so what is it that you want to see, you know, what is it that you ultimately, you know, want to see being done what i want to see done in the, in, in, in the from the four eight houses in chapel street that balconies has never been put on as sister uh Fairu said that they said there's going to be no balconies put on but the fittings and the fixtures are there just to put the balconies on how come they say now that we were supposed supposed to put our own balconies on when everything is done to have the stuff fitted you know, I'm saying to you. So, um, as far as I'm concerned, it's totally unfair. They took our money. They didn't complete the job. Now they've got issues of telling you, you must have uh, your own balconies put on. That is not right, because all the other houses has got balconies. Shukran. Shukran, Zazila. Now, let's hear from uh, Teresa Zabela uh, very quickly. You know, what is it, I mean, obviously you're part of this process. What is it that you would like to see being done? It was always my wish that my grandparents, I don't want them to die before getting their money. My grandmother passed away in January and my grandfather is 94, he's turning 95 in September. So for, for me to see them getting the money, that would be the, the happiest thing. Okay, so this certainly is an appeal that monies be paid back. Uh, just quickly, an SMS that caught my eye from 7520 says, I placed a claim in 1994 to 1998. I have a reference number Will I be falling in phase three? I'm not sure if any of our guests in studio are able to respond to that one. Another one says, um, guys, sounds almost like you are going in circles. More technicalities and paperwork. So like South Africa, everything is burning. Well, another SMS here says, Salaam Alaikum. How can you check that you're still on the database with the reference number? Because there was a time when records got missing. I'm not too sure, but I'm going to say that the number that you can contact is 021-409-0300. That number again, 021-409-0300. Right. Now, let's get to, I think, at Sister Fairuz Ahmed Basadin. I would just like to echo what Teresa said about money. I think it is only fair, because restitution is free, that people who have paid thus far, whether it was in contribution or lump sum, that they get back every cent. And the trust and whoever else is involved needs to get answer, give us answers. Okay, just hold that thoughts. Can I ask, the, uh, just put on, Assalamu alaikum, we've got a call on the line. Alaikum salam. Alaikum salam, your comments very, very quickly. Uh, no, a question and a comment. Okay. Uh, the judgment on the Constitutional Court did not relate to the late claimants, it related to the whole application of, judge, of how the District 6 people started. Uh, with the claimants uh, after 98. 
But the late claimants list I want to address is the late claimants list that was accepted by the minister in Twitty uh, to be part of the reference people that received their reference group numbers uh, before 98, because I was also one of the people whose applications disappeared somewhere along the way. Uh, so that is the late claimants people I want to talk about. And, and then also uh, the other thing is uh, we are hearing the same things all the time, but nothing is happening. You know, uh, District 6 should have been sorted out. District 6 is the ground that belongs to the city council. Why are they not there also to talk about handing the land over? That's it. Okay. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Very shukran to our listener there for that call. I'm not too sure whether either Sister Farida Musa, as we said, a representative or a member of the social integration team of the District 6 reference group, or maybe whether Sister Isa Sali, who is the chairperson of the District 6 community forum, are able to assist in that regard. My SMS from 6945 says, That was Amin to the dua. May equity, justice, and decent living prevail for a change. Amin. Thumma Amin. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 and 95.8. There's an SMS here from 5030. I'm going to go for a quick ad. I'm just letting uh, the technician know. It says, Assalamu alaikum. When are we, the phase three group of people, getting our houses? Please be specific. And that comes from Farida Musa. Shukran. On that note, we're going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we will wrap up with this program and the segment of The Burning Issue. Live from Cape Town, this is The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Welcome back, and yes, we are in the tail end of the program this evening. We've got about eight minutes or so left before we welcome into studio uh, the caravan, and that is Bita Yusuf Fisher. I'm still finding a an adjective, not an adjective, I'm, I'm looking for descriptive to describe him before he gets into studio, I normally do that. Uh, but let's get to Sister Shanaz Arnold very quickly. Any concluding remark from your side in terms of, you know, what do you want to see happening? I would like to see people come and fix up what they've messed up, the shoddy work that they have done in District 6 with regards to the latent defects. I would like people to take responsibility for what they have done. And, of course, we would like to see our monies come back. And we also would not like to see the same thing happen to Phase 3. The reason for the District 6 Community Forum for ASA fighting this fight for the, for the reference group and everybody that is here is so that this doesn't get repeated. The word must get out there. We are not here to, to um, diss any organization. We are just here to let you know the truth. Well, that sums it up perfectly. So let's hear what uh, Sister Isa Sali can improve on that one. And then also, as we say, still Sister Farida Musa. And as you from 6945 says, Mr. Ahmed, I think you need a 500 milliliter of ice water. <laughs> and then it follows on to say, yes. It is an adjective, sir. Well, very be shukran there to our listeners for their participation to the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. It's always interesting for me to interact with our listeners, alhamdulillah. And as I said this evening, I've got all these 
energized, empowered females uh, with me in the studio this evening. And then I've got Mr. Faldi van der Lully, that side of the microphone, uh, technical duties, and I said, like a safe after the class. Okay, all right, let's get to uh, Sister uh, Isa, as we said, uh, chairperson of the District 6 Community Forum. Yes, um, what I'd like to see come from this m- meeting or being on, on Voice of the Cape is um, the workmanship. I mean, it's a pity we cannot show the listeners what we're talking about, but you mm-hmm. can, can tell them what you've seen, the pictures we've taken. What this message that we want to put out there is for the listeners, whoever are claimants and is going to come back to District 6, have it in writing. Who is going to be accountable if your house falls to pieces? Because I can tell you now, the one is going to say it's somebody else, and you're going to amukhandubatvis. Everybody's going to be buried if you have the same problem we are sitting with. So we are telling you this is what we're experiencing. So prepare yourself. When you get your allocation, you want to know if something goes wrong, with my house, if I see these cracks, if the plumbing doesn't work, if this doesn't work, who can we speak to? Write it down. Let people write it down so that you can hold it and say, you know what? I'm going to X, Y, Z because they are accountable for the house that I'm living in. And the most important, yes, the money is the most biggest burning issue here. This money thing is that I really, I'm trying to, uh, and Fairuz said it like it was. It was criminal to actually abuse, that is, elderly abuse. Because mm-hmm. the people, most of the people were old. We have a 95, we have a 94. The time that they got the houses, they were over 80. They actually got people to get bonds and loans and everything else. Sell, sell your house in Hanover Park. Now, the thing is, they could have still been having that house. But now they had to sell it because they had to pay here. But people were, you see, they, the, what happened here is people were excited to come back. And that is what they capitalized on. And, and it should never have been like that. So dignity, yes, the, our dignity is still being lost. We are still losing more and more every day. Like these, yes. People's money, yes. We don't know what those people like Teresa, like Fairuz, like myself, like Shanaz, how much that money is needed. Mm-hmm. But nobody can answer us to say this is where the money is. It's in the 78, section 78-2A investment. Mm-hmm. It was invested by uh, in Nedbank Corporate Saver. And all the interest, whether you want to call it interest or growth or dividend, was paid to the District 6 Beneficiary Trust. I've got the journals, I've got the bank statement, I've got the investment statement. So it's all there. So all we want to know, what did you do with that money? Okay, well, there's the question then. What did you do with the money? An SMS here from 6945, which is a follow on, a follow on, on, it's an adjective, sir, says, Our absolute best wishes and du'as to our claimants, and well done to those giving a hand and a heart. 
my success follow soon I mean well, once again a very big shukran to our listeners another SMS here uh, says the last message was directed to Farida Musa of the district 6 reference group shukran sister Farida Musa I think that's the issue around phase 3 getting their houses can you be specific Okay, the allocation for phase three, um, ministers asked to see the process because we don't want to go the same route as uh, phase two where um, we had problems and unfairness. Um, so yes, it is taking uh, some time and also in order to apply the process we had to have an absolute 100% correct claimant list. Um, there were some missing information and the department is working at that. So yes, it is taking time. Um, our next meeting for the, um, the, uh, the allocation panel uh, should be sitting in, in uh, two weeks, if I stand corrected, um, where we hope to get some finalization of the allocation process. Thanks. Well, shukran for that and that, as we said, uh, Sister Farida Mosa, a member of the social integration team of the District 6 reference group and assisting the residents with concerns. Okay, now, you, you now you have your concluding remark. Sorry, yes, thanks. Um, can I also uh, uh, send a message to those, to everybody out there, just a word of caution to claimants new and old against other groups that are misleading and misinforming our community with regard when they are coming back. They are uh, they, they're giving people false hope there. They're saying that they're going to hold minister to return all claimants within the next two years, which is highly impractical. Um, we are working on a new process to fast track, and um, people must just be careful um, who they uh, um, place their confidence in and who they follow. Thank you. Well, shukran. thank you and shukran there to, as we said, Sister Farida Musa, who is a member of the social integration team of the District 6 Reference Group. And as we see to all our Phase 1 residents, shukran for your time. Thank you very much for coming. Our, res our Phase 2 residents as well to you for your participation to the program this evening. And then also to our District 6 Community Forum representatives. And that is by virtue of the Secretary and the Chairperson. Everything of the best with your endeavors. And on that note, I say to you, everything of the best once again. And I bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.